What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Between Two Tackles. I am your host, Alex Spinelli, and alongside me, as always, is Ray Volo. No Dino today on the pod, but Ray, we got another rebuild episode. We got the Arizona Cardinals. Yeah, I mean, this one's a... I, I was going to say fun, but I don't even know that's the word to describe <laughs> it. This is a uh, thrill... Uh, Brain teaser to figure out what to do with this team. This team's in rough, rough fucking shape, man. Right. Uh, would you say bottom three worst next three year outlook? Um, if they do it right, I think so. I think you have to tear this whole thing down personally, but it's they're in such a tough shot spot with that Kyler contract. That thing is just terrible, man. Yeah. Um, I don't. I think. Uh, I don't. I mean, you want to just start right there? You want to just start with Kyler? Yeah, we can start with Kyler. Do you want me to do my uh Yeah, do do your little roundup, then we'll start with Kyler. All right, sounds good. I got some Kyler stuff in here. Um so right, the past offseason in 2022, they started with some real optimism. They locked up GM Steve Kime and head coach Kyler Murray, which would have kept them in Arizona until 2027. Shocker, both guys are gone now. Um they also re-signed Kyler. Five-year, $230 million contract. I think 180 was guaranteed. But as we know, this team completely fell apart. Kyler tore his ACL. The team lost their last seven games to finish the season. They now move into this 2023 offseason with a ton of holes for new GM Monty Ossenfurt and uh, head coach Jonathan Gannon, who was formerly the Eagles defensive coordinator. This team was really bad this season, both sides of the ball, offensively, Bottom 10 in passing touchdowns, top five in interceptions thrown, bottom 10 in pass plays of 20 yards or more, top 10 in sacks allowed. Defensively, they allowed the second most points per game, were top 10 in passing yards allowed, top five in passing touchdowns and rushing touchdowns allowed, and they were bottom 10s in sacks. An absolute mouthful to just say your team is absolutely brutal on both sides of the ball. Yeah, I mean, that's literally – you could have said that and saved us some time, but it's actually – it was a bad, bad, bad season for them. Um, he said some optimism locking up Steve Keim and uh, Cliff. <laughs> I, I don't know if it's optimism or just fucking ignorance. I don't know what they were thinking. Steve Keim's been – I mean, they have their loyalty and whatnot with their organization. I feel like they like to keep guys around for a while, and, like, Steve Keim was the epitome of that. But, dude, this guy constructed this team all the wrong way. Um, they haven't they haven't invested in the offensive line, and I couldn't even tell you how long. Um, they haven't had a top two day pick on the offensive line since uh, twenty twenty with Josh Jones. I don't even know where he is right now. He's on and the team. He is. Does he play yeah. at all? I don't think so. Uh, right? Yeah, he get he gets some run. I honestly think he'll probably be one of their starting tackles next year, just the way that the uh, the free agents have worked out for them. Um, but you mentioned Kyler. Well, let's talk about that because that is the the big piece in all this. Um, most likely you're going to play most of the year next year without him. So more immediate, what does next season hold? And then when you look down the future, I really struggle to find any talent on this team that I would want long-term to build around. So what's the outlook of this team after next year, moving forward? Um, After next year, I mean, you can, theoretically, you can kick them. You can try to get rid of them after next year. Uh, I think if it's uh, b- before uh, or post six one after this past next coming year, you can get rid of them and clear off like thirty million cap. But you'd also put thirty three dead cap in twenty twenty five. So I don't know if you really want to do that at all. So realistically, it's going to be probably after the twenty twenty five season. When, as uh, early you can get rid of them after his twenty age twenty eight season. It's just so tough, dude. They, this 
the money is just insane for this contract. Uh, he's got sixteen million dollar cap hit this year, which is obviously nothing. And after that, it's just it goes downhill fast. Fifty one in twenty twenty four. Uh, $45 million cap hit in 2025, 55 in 2026. It just keeps getting worse and worse. Absolutely brutal. Um, I guess the question that comes to mind is I don't understand why you'd give him this contract if you have to also put uh, like game prep clauses in the contract. I know that they didn't end <laughs> up doing that, but I it's just for everything I hear too, it's just like he he's just not liked at all or maybe not even respected in that locker room, which is a real the real issue. Um, I know Patrick Peterson was dogging him on fucking Twitter. Uh, I saw someone on Twitter say that they they think that uh, he may not even play for Gannon. Like they just like after this year, maybe they try to just move on, just say fuck it, let's just nip it in the bud right now. But it's a real interesting uh, predicament because he is so so talented, but just the off the off field, not even off field, but like just preparation and just just getting your head playing way too many video games. Yeah, but I mean, also not even that. Like they just. They didn't really support him. Like, no. I mean, they supported him, but like, not not in the way I think you should. The guy's five ten. Sure, he's thick, but like, maybe get him an offensive line. That playoff game that he had what was that last year? I want to say or two years ago. Two years ago. That was one of the worst the worst things I've ever seen in my life. That game. That game was brutal. Um, he had, had no time, and he just looked like he crumbled. I, I feel like that kind of stuck with him uh, this past season too. But yeah, I mean, I think it's just got to be a. Tear, completely tear it down and build it back up the way you want it to because they were, they were doing things way, way wrong, I feel like, for a while in Arizona. Yeah, they were my biggest stock down. I don't know if you remember that episode post-draft, but the lack of help that they gave this guy, and I've never been a massive Kyler supporter, but even if I don't believe in the quarterback, you still have to support the guy. That's what the that's what the job of the GM and the, and the head coach is. Um it's just really tough because even the process to bring him in, they drafted Josh Rosen the year before in the first round and they cut bait with him. And then there was all, all the speculation that Kyler might go play baseball. They could have drafted a guy that could have, could have inevitably not even played a snap for them. Now didn't happen, but there's just been so much baggage with this guy. It's, it's so tough for me to, say this is the guy I want to build around, but he's so fucking talented. Um, so, yeah, it, it's really interesting. This contract is absolutely miserable, and this team sucks. So do you want to pay $50 million to a quarterback on a team, on a roster that's no good? I don't know. I would say no. It's tough, too, just because just having to build this roster completely up while when your quarterback's uh, going to be accounting for what? I don't even know how, what that is, like percentage-wise he has a cap, but $50 million a year for the foreseeable future. It just makes the GM's job so percent just makes it so much harder as a GM. And I feel like the thing is that like if you do want to cut bait with him, what do you think you can what do you think you can get for Kyler in the open market? Let's Coming say off an injury. Let's say twenty twenty three after this uh, so a year from now and they designate as a post uh six one. So I think they can clear like thirty million, but they're also twenty twenty five is gonna be eating like thirty five million, if not mistaken. Yeah. Um I mean I think we're going to keep looking at that Deshaun Watson trade as the benchmark. Now, again, this guy, he's going to come off an ACL injury. He's five foot 10. That turns, that turns away maybe half the teams in the NFL just to begin with. So I don't even know what his market looks like when you try to bring in that contract coming off an injury. It's, it's tough. It's, they're just in a really, really bad spot. 
I wouldn't be surprised if he goes play goes and plays baseball. Honestly, no, no, you, you think so? <laughs> that'd be that'd be wild, but I don't think so, man. Um, it's just such a yeah, it's it's just a crazy spot, just because, like you said, this roster as it stands now is, um, probably bottom five. I would say just talent wise, overall talent wise, and just just the way it's constructed. Uh, some other guys, I guess, who you can consider building blocks on this team. Even though I don't know how long, much longer they're going to be there. I think Buda Baker, he's one of the best safeties in the league. Um, I think he only has two more years under contract. I think one this coming season, twenty twenty three, and then he has an option, a team option for twenty twenty four. I could see them moving on from him too if they want to. If you want to just go full blown, uh, he's a good safety. I think he could probably net you a solid return. Maybe I don't know if he can get you a one, but you're going to get some day two capital. And I think I think it'd be multiple picks in that scenario. I think he's his contract relatively uh, affordable, and he's just a, a good space player. But uh, besides him, you got the two other uh, space. I think there's just solid up the middle on defense. So you got Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons, the two uh, I guess versatile line, linebackers you can call them. Uh, they both had pretty good years this season. I think uh, they both had about a hundred tackles. Uh, Zayvon Collins missed one game. Isaiah Simmons played all the games. So. Those two guys in particular, there's tough players, tough evals too. I love them both coming out, but they they uh, walk that fine line of versatility and tweener, and I just don't know how long, how well that's going to work long term. But Zayvon Collins in particular, I think he had like 11 tackles for loss, and he's a big, big player too. So I think he can hold up a little bit better at linebacker than Isaiah Simmons, who is a true. They think he played safety first year, then they moved him to linebacker, so he's been all over the place. Right. It's actually really funny now. I'm just thinking about the actual talent that I like on this team. And none of them are like prototypical players. Kyler's Kyler's undersized. Rondell Moore and Marquise Hollywood Brown, both undersized. Zayvon Collins and Isaiah Simmons, both tweeners, not real linebackers. Buda Baker, undersized. (laughs) What is is this roster that they're constructing? Uh, Both trenches are absolutely miserable for this team. They both need to be upgraded big time. Yeah, I think I think they say like um like you can't build a team off exceptions in the NFL. You know, one or two exceptions right. here and there are good, but building a team like that's a little weird. And uh, I think it's safe to say that they did do that. Uh, but in the trenches, uh, Maje Sanders they took this season, and as well as who did they take in the second round? Uh, Cam, they, they also took Cam Thomas in the Cam Thomas in the first round too. Yeah, I like him. Um, he's kind of like got that outside inside versatility. I don't know how he's going to translate in this new scheme though. So that's another thing too. When it comes to right. when when you get when you bet wrong on a GM and coach and just a, I guess like the organization in, in a tandem, it's just so fucked because now you have to, like all these last draft classes are kind of just in limbo because they don't necessarily fit in with what the new regime wants. Right. Um, you mentioned Cam Thomas and Maji Sanders, both third round picks. Some of the other guys they took last year, they took Trey McBride in the second round. Obviously, I just mentioned Hollywood Brown before they made the trade with him, moving their first round pick last year. Um, and then they also took Keontae Ingram in the sixth round. Nice, uh, had a couple nice runs this year. Not <laughs> nice, not not nothing really special from uh from Keontae, but I actually did kind of like him coming out. So maybe he'll get a little bit more run this year behind James Conner. Where did he come out of again? I, why am I blanking? Uh, was he Arizona State? Hmm. I don't remember. I can't find. It sounds actually that's, that may be right. Let me pull it up quick. All these drafts are blending together. Um. We mentioned trenches, team needs. Both trenches desperately need to get upgraded. Um, this off, It seems like almost this entire offensive line outside of DJ Humphreys and Josh Jones are free agents this offseason. 
So basically an entire offensive line is going to need to come in. Uh, the defensive line needs to get upgraded big time. J.J. Watt retired, which is almost 33% of their sack production. Uh, Zach Allen's a free agent. So big pieces that they need to upgrade on the D-line. I think they need another corner. I think they need some more wide receiver help because the DeAndre Hopkins situation, he's probably going to end up getting moved. Are there any are there any units on this team that you actually like? I like their two safeties. I like Buda Baker and I like uh is it Jalen Thompson? Yeah. Um yeah, I think they like, like I said up, up the middle, like linebacker safety in this on the defense, their space players are kind of good, but those are probably the least important position. I mean probably want to say probably the least important position, especially yeah. when you know, the other positions that you have the like the premium talent on defense is just non existent. It just doesn't really make your defense look that much better um but yeah besides that i think that's probably the only group i like tight end too always been a zach Ertz guy and i like trade mcbride i think he has some upside um especially learning from zach Ertz for another year probably then he'll be gone if i had to guess yeah uh yeah but besides that it's kind of a kind of barren I, like you said those two wide receivers rondell moore and hollywood brown not really my type of receivers uh as a one i think they're both they could both be a uh, good like complementary pieces to a true one but I think they were brought in for Cliff Kingsbury spread offense, and now that's going to go out the wayside. So we're going to see, we're going to see how that translates. Right. Uh, I just mentioned a bunch of their free agents, but let's get into their free agent situation. Currently, as it stands, they got 13 million in cap space. Um, Robbie Anderson is most likely going to get cut. They could save 12 million off the cap from Robbie Anderson. DeAndre Hopkins, I had mentioned mentioned him. If they can't get a deal done for a trade, which I think they should be because there are a lot of teams that could definitely use DeAndre Hopkins services. But if they cut him before June 1st, they could save 8 million. And then if they cut him after June 1st, they can actually split the dead cap between 23 and 24. I've never seen this before, but they could save 19 million um, if they wait. But I do think a deal will probably get done for him. On the offensive side of the ball, I mentioned all the offensive linemen, Justin Pugh, Kelvin Benjamin, Rodney Hudson, Cody Ford, Will Hernandez, and Billy Price. All offensive linemen, all free agents this year. So I don't know who they're going to end up bringing back. A lot of those guys are on the wrong side of 30. Will Hernandez maybe a possibility. On on defense, I'd mentioned Zach Allen before, and uh, corner Byron Murphy, also a free agent this year. So, a lot of talent at big areas of need for this team are free agents. Who you want to start with? You want to start with Hopkins? Yeah, I think I think he's got to start with the veterans who could be on the move. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins being the most likely. Yeah, I think um, you you mentioned the uh, post June first cut. I've always like known like designations and whatnot, but discovering that little uh, that yeah. little option <laughs> on Spotrac really was opened my eyes. I fucking love it now. I like look at it for everyone, but. Yeah, they can save 19 mil. I'm assuming that if they once he does get moved, I think that it's a trade's most likely they'll designate that post June 1st just because it makes makes too much sense on a team like this. So that'll clear 19 up. And I think Buda Baker, the same thing. Um, post June 1st, if they do it like that as well, it could be 13 mil they can take, get off the books. I think they can get some uh, actual valuable draft capital for him. So I, I really wouldn't be surprised to see him on the move as well. And then you mentioned Robbie Anderson. He's as good as gone. That's 12 mil right there. Besides that, I don't see anyone who really jumps off the page. Like I think I mentioned Zach Ertz possibly, but I think they, they'll let him stick around for one more year. I'd say the same thing with James Conner probably. I think this year is going to be a real um, 
a real rebuild year, not re- a transition transitory year. I think is probably the best way to put it, where they'll they'll eat some of these contracts for another year, then get rid of them off the books, where it'll be less dead money. Right. Yeah, it's a really interesting year because especially if you don't have Kyler playing, this team's bad to begin with. If Kyler is playing, but if Kyler's not playing, man, if you could start to move some of these picks down to 24 you can have a really really nice class possibly coming in in 2024 to you know revamp this whole team um of those guys that i had mentioned any of those offensive linemen you, you think you need to bring back i think maybe the young guys cody ford will will hernandez make it the first look yeah i think will hernandez uh was one to jump that uh out to me i think he's more of a power guard maybe like i feel like he just seems like a uh uh, a Monty guy, just some, from where he's been in his last stops at Tennessee and uh, New England. I feel like a big, powerful interior off the lineman makes a little bit of sense. But besides that, yeah, I don't really think the other guys. I think, like you said, they're a little older, uh, wrong side of 30, where it just doesn't make sense to bring them back on this team. Maybe for like a, like a one-year, just very low-value devalue deal just to get that uh, depth up. But besides that, I don't think they're going to commit anything to anyone. Yeah, and on a defense, I think Zach Allen has gotten better every single year of his career, and he might command a little bit in the open market. I don't even know if you want to go, and even even Byron Murphy, I'm not sure what you know his market is going to look like, but he's been a good corner in the league. And for a team like this, like, do you want to invest? I mean, it, it's always nice to invest in your guys, right? That that you drafted here and that you know that have been here, but do you want to invest long-term money into a team that frankly doesn't really have a direction right now? Yeah. I mean, I think that Byron Murphy is probably if more likely than Zach Allen to get retained. Like, uh, like they're pretty shallow at corner, like you said. And I think Byron Murphy kind of fits with that, new, this new scheme coming in. I don't know how Zach Allen fits though. I mean, he's more of a tweener kind of like, uh, like a, a three, four defensive end who kicks inside during running downs. I don't know how well it's going to fit in this uh, like attacking 4-3 defense where they want guys who are going to penetrate. But I guess who knows? I think it more likely than not, I think that he'll probably uh, leave on the open market, though. Yeah. Quickly, uh, f- favorite landing spot for, for DeAndre Hopkins? Ooh. Um, I mean, besides the Jets, obviously, I won't say them. <laughs> but uh, Pats, I think, make a lot of sense. Um, one more team. Give me... You you go first, and I'm going to give another one. Hold on, I, I mean, I think the uh, oh. the glaring need is the Bears. Yeah, but um, I, I do think know. I do think the Giants make. Yeah, a I was, was going to say the Giants makes a lot of sense. They have money. Uh, they need a wide, a wide receiver one truly. So I think that makes a ton of sense. Yeah, that'd be really really nice for their offense. All right, let's uh, let's talk about some free agent targets. 13 million in cap to start, but like we said, we're clearing a bunch right now with Robbie Anderson, with Hopkins, and with some of these other guys. Who are some free agent targets that you're looking at? I mean, offensive line starts with, I think, uh, Isaiah Wynn jumps to mind. He was there when uh, he was drafted with Monty, he was in New England. So I think it just makes a lot of sense. You can kick him inside the guard if you really have to, or you can play him a tackle if you think it uh, works best. And uh, Andre Dillard, too. I think it makes a lot of He makes a lot of sense as a swing tackle. I think you have to go young guys with higher upside. Andre Dillard hasn't really seen the field much since being drafted in Philadelphia, but he was a first-round pick, I believe, right? So he's got a mm-hmm. lot of talent. Uh, yeah. Then some another Philadelphia guy, Javon Hargrave. I don't know how much sense it makes just timing-wise. He is 30, but he's coming off 
probably a career year uh, in Philly, and they re- desperately need some interior pressure help. So I think that makes a lot of sense. Yeah, I had basically all the Philly guys lifted, listed, especially on the defensive line. But for them, like, do you want to go to this this situation? The situation sucks. Yeah, it blows. Um, it's it'd be really nice for for uh, Gannon to bring these guys in and you know kind of lead this new regime, but not really the best fit. For for my offensive line guys, I had Dillard as well. I also had Samalo, um, who was also in Philly, makes sense. Um, George Fant from the Jets could also be brought in cheap to play right tackle for them. And then maybe if they were looking to spend a little money, Ben Powers from Baltimore had a career year this year. So maybe if they're looking to break the bank a little bit on off on the offensive line, he could be a guy that they could bring in defensively. Again, with the scheme changing, I'm not sure what they're going to end up doing. Um, Samson Ebicom came to mind. I know he's on the lighter side, and I know they drafted Maji Sanders, and everybody's talking about them at three with Will Anderson. That's a lot of small guys rushing off the edge, so maybe he's not the best fit. Arden Key is also another small guy, but both guys bring juice, um, and both guys could definitely be in a rotation. Ebicom's a, re- a really good player, so... Those are two guys I had listed on the defensive line. I got uh, two more, too. These are, like, on, the, I guess, lower-end targets. One in particular, uh, Nikhil Harry, played ball at Arizona <laughs> State. Too. Played ball at Arizona State. I think that makes – he was obviously there when I drafted when Monty was in New England, so I think that makes a lot of sense. Gives them a little bit more size in the room with Hopkins going to be gone and maybe catch lightning in a bottle. And then uh, Jacoby Brissett, I think they need a quarterback to uh, – Fill in for Kyler while he's out. Uh, Their offensive coordinator is Drew Petzing, who's the QB coach for the Cleveland Browns this past year. So he was hands-on with Brissett, obviously. I think that makes a lot of sense, too. Right. I also kind of went the bigger receiver route, obviously. This wide receiver room is just full of guys who are under 5'8". A few guys I had listed. Marvin Jones, you could bring him in on a one-year deal. Alan Lazard also said he's out of, of Green Bay. So another guy. And possibly Mac Hollins. Those are, those are three guys I had listed just to, you know, get some size in this wide receiver room because they desperately need it. It's it's funny. I'm like trying to make this team better, but I don't know if you want to be. I don't know if you want to be good in 2023. I don't think they have the, the talent to be good, especially without Kyler. But I'm like wary of how much money we're act, like you're actually going to spend this off season to move guys in in the future. So. Yeah, I don't think this is an offseason when they're going to be breaking the bank by any means. I think maybe one guy who can play, who you give like a three year contract to, uh, just to get like just get some like hope on the offensive line in particular. I think if you're going to invest anywhere, it's got to be on that offensive line. But like you said, I think most most people are just, most of the guys are going to be targeting are going to be young guys, higher upside on short term deals. Right. All right, let's talk draft. So the Arizona Cardinals are currently sitting. In the three spot, they have eight picks in this upcoming draft. In the first three rounds, they have three, they have 35, they have 67, and then they have 97, a compensatory pick. So they're in a good. I, just, I didn't see 97. I didn't know yeah. that. Yeah. So ni- nice for them. They, they get another pick. I think they also have a another comp pick in, uh, in the sixth. In, in the sixth. Yep. Um, so they are in a good spot in the draft. Sitting at three right now, a team with this many needs, where is the furthest you think that they could move down? Because they are 
by all means, a trade target for all these teams that are coming up for quarterbacks. However, you have to be wary of how far you move back because you are going to end up missing out on a guy like Will Anderson or Jalen Carter. If you are to stick at three, you're going to get one of those two players, which your team desperately needs, but you have so many needs that you might need to just get assets. Like you might need to just get assets. So for you, where, where's kind of the landing spot? If you are to trade back, where's the furthest you think you would go back? Uh, Me personally, I'm going back. Probably as almost as far as I can. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I'm just trying. I am trying to get as many assets uh, in the coming drafts as possible. If I'm the, the GM of this team, I think seven and nine are the two that jump out uh, immediately. I think you can probably get an extra first round pick by moving back to either of those spots, um, and probably some more day two stuff too. I think you can get you're going to be able to get capital, and p- ideally, especially at that seven spot, you can get the top off the lineman on the board. I think if you you can trade back to seven get an extra first next year and uh, get Skronsky in the building. I think that makes a ton of sense. Yeah. They have, they have to start investing in this offensive line. This is just, it's actually laughable right now. I think so. I, I mean, it's tough because obviously those two Jalen Carter and Will Anderson are the two premier players in this draft a lot by, according to most people. So, but I don't know, man, I think, like you said, I think they have just way too many holes where you just got to get, get as many darts to throw at the board as possible. Right. It's trying, it's finding the fine line between having the premier players or having multiple guys. Cause from what we've seen from doing our draft study and, and watching film, this, this class isn't that deep at the top. It's, it's pretty shallow. And those two guys are a big prize. Um, so even moving back to, I mean, I'm just throwing at a random spot, like 12, Let's say if they even if they move out of the top ten, giving up a lot of talent, uh, a big big talent disparity between Will Anderson, Jalen Carter, and the guy who's going to get picked at twelve. It's pretty massive, but they do have t- so many needs that I'm I'm with you. I think they do need to trade out, and by all accounts, these teams are going to be moving up for it. So I think they're a good trade partner for sure. I'm curious to see if it happens. I think from what I was like hearing about Monty, I heard that he wants to get in like a premier guy. So I don't know. Maybe they. Maybe he doesn't want to move back. Maybe he wants to get Will Anderson in the building and just try, uh, just try to get the best player possible. But I don't know. I think with that, with there's all the holes on that offensive line, let alone the defensive line, let alone wide receiver room. I think this just makes a lot of sense just to try to move back and uh, collect assets. Right. I'd be curious if both Will Anderson and Jalen Carter were on the board. I'd be curious to see who they prioritize because we know from Philly. They love building with those defensive linemen, those big guys, and Jalen Carter is definitely a prize. Um, so it'd be especially, interesting, especially when they just invested in Cam Thomas and Maje in the, on the edges. Most, I mean, Cam Thomas can play. Uh, can, yeah, can he's kind too, of a but, but I mean, I don't know. I I, I love the, the day two value at edge uh, in this draft too. So that's another reason why I think I would lean Carter and then just try to get some edge on day two. Right. All right. Yeah, should be interesting. Let's get into the mock. So like I said, we got picks 3, 35, 67, and 97 in this mock. Um, we want to we want to hold here at 3? Yeah, I say we hold. I think it makes a lot of sense uh, just in terms of this, just trading back. Let's see what – we'll see what. do they have offers or no? 
Uh, on PFF. Devon Witherspoon just went one, so. <laughs> uh, redo it. First of all, I can't see uh, whatever the screen sharing is. And also, we're not doing a mock with Devon Witherspoon going one. It's not happening. Please. You can't, you can't see it. Yeah, no. What about now? Still nothing? No, it's just black. It says you're, it says you're sharing your screen. It says screen share is loading. Interesting. Not well, sure. Worst case, you can just read it off to me. Um, let's just, but definitely, definitely do it again because we're not doing Devon Withers. We're going one. That shit. Yeah. I, I, they got to fix those algos, man. That shit shouldn't happen. Yeah, I'm not sure why this isn't screen sharing for you, but I'll help you out. Um, yeah, it started. Uh, Witherspoon will love us. Why? All right, so. Still can't see anything, or no? All right, I don't know what's going on. It says I'm screen sharing, but technical difficulties here. At BTT. The draft started Will Anderson and then Bryce Young, so I'm assuming we're taking Jalen Carter here. Yeah, I think we run that card in quick. Uh, makes a lot of sense to think it fits well in that uh, Gannon scheme too. I think he's the best player of the draft. I've said it multiple times, but he's my number one. All right, so we're on. The clock here. Pick 34. I wish you could see this. This is uh, tough. I'm thinking offensive line. Offensive tackles available still. A lot of good ones, honestly. Anton Harrison still here. Dewan Jones, Darnell Wright, Jalen Duncan, um, Matthew Bergeron. Darnell Wright's still there? Darnell Wright is still here. I think Darnell Wright makes a lot of sense here. I think I think he's one. Honestly, I I just watched him uh, last week, and mm-hmm. I fucking I'm obsessed with him. So, I, I, th- I may I may have him really high on next week's uh, offensive tackle rankings. Just a little spoiler there. Uh, I don't want to spoil mine either, but I also have him pretty high. Uh, we'll take Darnell Wright here at pick thirty four. That's day one right tackle right there. Yeah, so finally get get you have DJ. Who's their left tackle? DJ Humphreys or am I yeah messing that up? Yeah, DJ Humphreys, doing all right. Finally got some bookends. Damn, Joe Tittman just went right before us. That sucks. I would have loved him. All right, so we're on the clock here at pick 66. What positions uh you looking at here? Um, Corner, wide receiver. I, I mean, every position. Edge, edge, corn, edge corner, wide receiver, uh, offensive line. All right, at edge, some guys I would say. Derek Hall, again, I don't know how many, like, light, Lighterish guys. Yeah, I don't, I don't think that's mean. the best fit right there. Uh, Mike Morris, mm-hmm. Zach Harrison. That makes a lot of sense. Um, Byron Young from Tennessee, also there. A little smaller too. Yeah, he's a little smaller too. Um, the wide receivers: Michael Wilson, Rasheed Rice, a couple of the bigger guys. Cedric Tillman. I think we could probably wait to ninety-seven to. I would. I would actually love that at ninety-seven. Yeah, should we should we wait on him? Yeah. All right, I'm taking a look at the corners. Um, Hodges Tomlinson here again. Cam Smith is here, actually. He's been falling in a lot of drafts. Um, Clark Phillips. Again, I don't want to bring in some of these smaller guys. Marco Wilson's pretty small. Um, on the interior, I'm just looking quickly. Andrew Voorhees. I don't know if we want to bring in more offensive line, but He's a really good player. 
Olu from Michigan. What are you thinking? Um, I think Zach Harrison. I think he's a big, powerful defensive end, hand in the gr- ground. He's going to blow up the combine. I think him in the third makes a lot of sense. I think he goes well with what they have at Edge already, too. All right. I'm with you. I like it. He's way down. Holy shit. He's like 117 on this list. Pretty it's kind of wild. Yeah. I think he'll be a lot higher once a combine comes through. Dude, I think all those receivers just went. I feel like this isn't even the draft for a receiver when you have a when you have a um like a, a team like this in the state. I feel like you can invest a couple day three guys, but you don't need to. They, the receiver class is just kind of weak as a whole. Like we right. talked about it. Uh, Cedric Tillman is here at pick ninety six. We run. We running this. I'm down. Let's do it. I love that. Honestly, I think he's a good fit with uh with the rest of those guys they got in there. Yeah, give him some size. He he um. I feel like he kind of got hurt this year. If I, I mean, he got hurt by being hurt this year. Yeah, like hurt it, by being hurt. yeah, I feel like in that offense, if he would have been a healthy all year and put up the numbers that he did as a junior, it would have been uh, be talked about a lot more. Right. Uh, actually, hilarious. We got a D plus in our in our mock. Oh, Darnell nice. Wright. At, Darnell Wright at pick thirty four was an F. Oh well, this and, is PFF. And, yeah, <laughs> okay, my, my war with them continues. And, and Zach Harrison was also an F at pick sixty six. But uh, but we took Jalen Carter with the third overall pick. That's that's a slam dunk. We took Darnell Wright in the second round, and then we took Zach Harrison at pick sixty six, and then we ended with Cedric Tillman at pick ninety six. I mean, that team's just got a heck of a lot better. What did this? What did the uh, Cedric Tillman grade get? Pick at uh, a C minus. Jesus Christ! I don't get their like. I, I don't get their rankings because like Jalen Carter was a B plus, like. I don't care if that's I don't care if it's not a need. The pick is an A. Like it's you got yeah. the best you got, you got the best player in the draft. And also I don't know how you can say that's not a need with this team, but Right. Exactly. All right. Anything else before uh before we get out of here? Um no, just my disdain for PFF and their shoddy ass grades. But besides that, uh this team sucks. It's gonna be a long road for you, Cardinal fans, so buckle up and hey. Rebuilds are fun. Just trust us. We're two Jet fans. We've been rebuilding for a couple decades now or whatever. So. Ain't that the truth? Draft season, right. baby. Yeah. All right. So that'll wrap it up for us here on Between Two Tackles. Our Arizona Cardinals rebuild. Stick with us. We got a, we got an interesting little pod coming up this week. We're talking about some teams that have multiple first-round picks and some teams who have no first-round picks. So stay with us for that. As always, please rate and subscribe to the pod and follow our Twitter at two tackles with the number two and stick with us as we continue this 2022 draft season. Ray, appreciate you, my friend. Always a pleasure.